Thank you all for coming to the Godfather Godfather Minute. Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. My name is Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather Godfather Minute Minute Brothers. Brothers. Talking about Minute 127. 127. That's right, Alex. Repita. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Venti. Venti. Cento venti. Sete. Cento venti. Cento bete sete. Cento bente. Cento? Cento bente sete. sete. You got it. Oh, thank you. you. Let's let's go have it. a drink. Yeah. Well, now you've had your drink. <laughs> now you've had the drink and you pronounced the word. Let's get to the minute. <laughs> uh, we're talking. All talk- that comedy you're playing with the pronouncing in the minutes. It's getting to your head. Um, we're talking about minutes. I want you to rest. I want you to eat. I want you to practice your minutes, and then in a month you'll be able. It's to- funny you say that because my voice is weak, and I'll you'll probably hear me coughing. So, uh-huh. uh, so, so. Uh, and in a month or so, that that big shot, uh, Oxford guy at Oxford, will give you a, a shot pronouncing words for his dictionary. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Professor Oxford will call you. <laughs> oh, I was I couldn't remember his name. Isn't it Merriam Webster? That's yeah. Is that a guy? Merriam-Webster? Uh, I think it's two guys. One guy's oh, named okay. Merriam and one corporate entity named Webster. Yeah, one one of them wrote the words. The others had, had to write the definitions. <laughs> Who got the short end of that stick, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> made up a bunch of gibberish words. And the other guy's like, uh, I don't know, the little things at the end of your shoelaces? <laughs> we just made them all up. <laughs> So minute 127, what do you got? Uh, well, here's a little summary, just so that, for those of you following along at home. Um where it starts off in Sicily, where uh, Mikey is preparing to leave his idyllic hideaway, when suddenly the car explodes. No. On the ca- well, suddenly the car explodes on the causeway, and Apollonia is dead. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Don Don uh, kicks off the meeting of the five families, and he talks to Barzini. Now where are we? Wow, awesome. we we said we're gonna try because we have a. You said the book has a lot of stuff about the 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 families and stuff. That's right. So we're gonna try to save most of that for the, when we actually see them in the coming weeks. In the coming, there is so much in the book about this meeting of the five families uh-huh. that I'm I'm also gonna talk a lot about it today, but not get really into. This is all, all pre pre uh, yeah, meeting exactly. Uh, it's pre discussion. Okay. It's okay. all set up. Yeah. What do you got about the uh, the, well? Yeah, let's start. Let's start off about Sicily. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Sicily! One thing I thought was interesting was they. I don't know if they. um, they, Mikey is dabbing his nose. Yeah, Mm because don't forget, in the isn't he supposed to have like a deviated septum or something Mm -hmm. because of his uh, because of his injuries, drainage problems, drainage issues. They call that. Yeah, you got drainage issues, son. They call him the 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 drain the drainage don. (laughs) <laughs> Don Drainage. <laughs> if you like ever that, call like, him Dar- that, sounds like a star, like Darth Drainage. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like it would be a good uh, a good Sith name. So um, every time I get a good new nickname, they go right back to the old ones. Drag me back under the sewer, <laughs> literally. Um, I so, wonder if that nickname has anything to do with sleeping with the fishes. 
Which, don't, don't call him Don Drainage. Oh, yeah. You'll be sleeping with the fish. Fishes, mm. fishes will have to drain the river out to find to get your body. you. Yeah, because you will be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> the fishes. Got Drained. They call him Drink because he's the guy who finds other bodies that people oh. think that they've hidden away. <laughs> so you don't want to piss them off because they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you better keep your. Uh... <laughs> anyway. That sounds like a job for Polly. Oh, Polly? Oh, you won't see him no more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Fabrizio, we see. Yeah. And um what do you think about <laughs> his the actor's acting and what do you think about Fabrizio's acting? Mm. I guess we have to start with the character. Is yeah, that, let's start with is the that credible? Does is, is that how Fabrizio the actor would or the character would yeah. behave? So he just sees Mikey and then just kind of like nervously looks around and then runs away. Well, he's. I think he's walking away, not not quickly, but then Michael calls to him, and then he looks back and starts running away. Right. So and that's when Michael wises up. <laughs> so I think it was a good move for Fabrizio. Yeah, not the overall plan, but just walk away. Yeah, and then um, oh, maybe not. Maybe you think he should have played dumb because Kahlo was about Kahlo died in the explosion. He does. He does. That's revealed in the book. Oh, so he could have blamed Kahlo. He was far enough away to not be injured. Uh, Kahlo was. No, Fabrizio. I'm having second thoughts. Maybe Fabrizio should have just stayed there. I mean, like, whoa, what the One heck? kind of walked, started walking away casually. When then Michael calls to him, he turns around and goes, yeah, boss. Yeah. Because yeah. he already sees Apollonia about to start the car. Right. And then Apollonia would have started the car. Kahlo would have died because he was right there. And then Fabrizio said, oh, boss, I can't believe Carlo. What the traitor? What the traitor? <laughs> Wait, so, so in this, in the, so Carlo dies in the book? In the book. He because does. he's near the car. Because yeah. in this, in the, in the movie, he's, he seems like he's far away. He's eating, he's carving apples in the, in the little. No, room but there. in the very beginning of this minute, you do see him bringing the bags. Well, oh, that's right. He car. says, oh, I'll get the, I'll get the, yeah. I'll get the bags. But you're right. right. When she turns the car on, he's no longer in the, in the frame. Right. Maybe he's, but like he's probably, the car. he's close enough, but he does. Does die. Right. Well, maybe that's why Fabrizio does run because he knows the car is about to blow up. Yeah, and so he's like, I don't want to get hit by, by, oh, by just, get caught yeah. in the explosion of the. Or you know, she drives the car over to the. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, well, what would have been if they, if if Michael caught you right outside the villa, yeah. and he says, "Why did you run?" What would have been your excuse if you were Fabrizio? I'd be like, "A lady driver. You don't want to be in the same area as a lady driver." <laughs> I go to I go to get more wine from Don Vitelli for you. I, I run as a gift. <laughs> I'll be back on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he didn't play it so well. How about do you think Fabrizio? I don't know. I don't know what the, what the ideal way you should what you should do in that situation. I guess yeah. I would have been kind of almost like. Like, if he called your name, don't even look back. Because mm, yeah. that way you'd be like, yeah. oh, did he not hear me? Did he, you know, and then by the mm-hmm. time the thing blows up, then, you know, hopefully you're you're in the clear or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. you can always play dumb. Like, oh, I didn't hear you, boss. The sound of the car blowing up was too loud. You yeah. know, something like that. But, but he also thought that Michael was gonna, going to be in the car. Yeah. So he probably just learned that Apollonia was the one in there and about to turn the key. Right. He probably or saw them he, loading up the car and then was yeah. like, oh, boy. So yeah. that part of it was a bad plan. Mm-hmm. 
because <laughs> knowing that Apollonia has been taking driving lessons and is a show off and so on. English lessons, driving lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a show. He's not a whole, a whole cold hearted. He should have, <laughs> he should have done it when he was more sure yeah. Michael would be in the, uh, yeah, oh, that's mm. tough luck. So was his plan to kind of do like what you said, like blow up the car and then if Mike was still alive, be like, oh, boss, they totally sabotaged you. Or was he just like, I'm out, like, yeah, I'm just going to stay with know. the other, with the Dr. I, Daza. <laughs> I don't know what his, I don't know what his plan yeah. B was. Because we know he, at least in the extended version of The Godfather, mm-hmm. the, the saga, he, we do know that he survives and goes to America. Yeah. Fabrizio. He ends up in Buffalo, I think. Yeah, right? and Michael. Both mm-hmm. both yeah. uh, wind up uh, moving to... Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, I do think the actor did a good job. Yeah. He was convincing. Yeah. It's always right. tough when you're playing, like, someone doing something not smart. Mm-hmm. Because you like to... If you're going to play convincingly, then it looks it can look like bad like bad oh, acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's a fine line. Yeah. The fine wine. Yeah, I think his plan was probably... He had already made a deal to move up in the world by agreeing to this plan. Yeah. So he's his probably didn't have a plan B. He's probably just, I'm going to set this bomb and then right. move on and yeah. have this better job, whatever he was going to be. I wonder if his he was promised a job guarding another American in hiding in Sicily, <laughs> but it was someone who uh, would pay more or something. Is he stuck in that band of... Is the one I'm asking? Is there a glass ceiling for shepherds with new badass? <laughs> well, the problem is if the word gets out that you're you're famous for betraying the people you're supposed to be watching, then not many people are going to. I guess then the only people who would want to hire you are people who want to betray the person that they're supposed yeah. to be, you know, and seemingly get off scot free. So maybe that's was his plan all along. Whoa. Maybe he was it was Barzini. <laughs> maybe seriously, maybe he was a plant all along. Yeah, why would he wait so long? That's the that's the issue. Oh, that's there. true. There's certainly months. other opportunities yeah. to kill him. In uh, yeah. those are those are the uh, outtakes, all the failed attempts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wiley e. Coyote just always trying to do all these things and it never works yeah. out. It's like, boss, you, do you like that girl? He looks over and it's actually a guy dressed in a girl's costume with a rifle, ready to ready to kill him. <laughs> it's like a Luke, the Sicilian Luca Brazzi. <laughs> or there he's, oh, what about that? The lady over there, does she strike you? And then it's just like a pile of dynamite with a dress on. So then he'll like go over there and look and investigate. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Fabrizio. I'll show yeah. you. I'll just show you. I'll go over. Yeah, blows he, up. Oh, and he keeps getting, yeah, he keeps it's like truly wily Coyote. <laughs> So, do you think Fabrizio? We're still talking. About, Fabrizio, do you think he puts this on his resume and he just embellishes it? Says I, or does he lie about it, saying I took out a uh, an operative, uh, an operative in hiding, high level? I think Mafia I don't think it's something you would put on your resume. It's tempting because I don't mean time- in America when he opens the pizza shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when he goes to, because again, I think once we got word that you kind of were were, mm-hmm. were screwing people over, there'd be less, 
So I don't think he's going to want to put it on his resume. Yeah. Um, he, if anything, he might be more like, oh, I just did a good job protecting him. I protected him for for eight months before they finally got to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know how good I am. My job. Yeah, no, eight, my protect him <laughs> for like eight months. Chico Marks. <laughs> <laughs> I kept him alive for eight months. Eight months. <laughs> All the way to eight months. Boston, you know what happened? <laughs> He fired me. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anything else? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so just for those of you keeping score at home, um, Apollonia, Polly, Sonny, all have had gun, all have had car related deaths. Oh, yeah. And the Don got shot at in a car, so, you know, on a car. So maybe if he had gotten in the car, he would have gotten killed but because he was yeah. just on his way to the car. He survived. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, and that's not the end of the car deaths, as we'll see. Yes, that's true. Dozen minutes. Yeah. So, uh, well, now I guess we can get to the meeting of the five families. Well, before we do that, can I talk about the book stuff with the car blowing up scene? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. there's a bunch of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Items of interest. Let's see. Uh, Puzo writes, Michael went down the stairs. So this is right before it blows up. Mm-hmm. Michael went down the stairs and decided to go through the kitchen to see Filomena. Remember the old crone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's the one who, um, was the nurse to Luca Bracci. She, sl- she, she destroyed Luca Bracci's child. Right. At his insistence. Sure, yeah. Didn't he make her throw the baby in the thing? Yeah, he did, yeah. So she's there. She's at the villa. Michael went down down the stairs um, to see Philomena again and give her a final farewell. He asked the old woman, Is Dr. Taza still sleeping? Philomena's wrinkled face was sly. Old roosters can't greet the sun. The doctor went to Palermo last (laughs) night. Michael laughed. <laughs> yeah. So, so pause. What? What is that? That what? The, I, old roosters don't crow. Yeah. Well, because he explain that he's an me. old man, so he doesn't get up with the sun anymore. Oh, that's what it means. That's what I'm guessing. He sleeps in. Yeah, he sleeps okay. in because he's an old rooster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doctor sleeps in. <laughs> he puts the Z's in Thaza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Puto writes. Uh, the kitchen door. Oh, so the bomb goes off. The kitchen door shattered into fragments, and Michael was hurled along the wall of the villa for a good ten feet. Wow, that was a much bigger explosion. Yeah, than, much uh, bigger, much bigger. Stones tumbling from the villa roof hit him on the shoulders, and one glanced off his skull as he was lying on the ground. Cook. Oh, bam! So he um he took a beating here. Mm. Puzo writes. Uh, so this is later. He came to consciousness in a room that seemed very dark and heard voices, and one of them was Dr. Taza. Remember, he really is a doctor. Mm -hmm. Well. (laughs) So Michael's starting to get, um, figure out what happened. Michael, without knowing he did so, so so Don Tomasino's there and tells him uh, that pretty much Fabrizio had done it. Michael, without knowing he did so, smiled. It was in, in some strange way, a chilling smile of assent. Mm. Don Tomasino said, Fabrizio has vanished. Listen to me, Michael. You've been unconscious for nearly a week. What? Yeah. Do you understand? Everybody thinks you're dead, so you're safe now. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
He's going to be like uh, like uh, RoboCop or something where oh, they, they yeah. rebuild him. <laughs> yeah. They rebuild him Robo as... Don. Yeah. They rebuild him as Don Drainage. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so you're safe now. They've stopped looking for you. I've sent messages to your father, to your father, and he sent back instructions. <laughs> it won't be long now. You'll be back in America. Meanwhile, you'll rest here quietly. You're safe up in the mountains in a special farmhouse I own. The Palermo people have made their peace with me now that you're supposed to be dead. So it was you they were after all the time. They wanted to kill you while making people think it was me they were after. That's something you should know. Wait, what? So do you remember in a previous minute I explained that Don Tomasino kept traveling away from the villain. He kept yeah. coming back and saying, oh, these young people, they're yeah, yeah, like they riding me. They don't respect anybody and it's mm-hmm. become dangerous. Like threats on my life yeah. turns out they're actually been after michael the whole time and don tomasino didn't didn't pick up on that oh yeah i, I thought, thought thought that would have been obvious right yeah right. don tomasino <laughs> <laughs> old mustache pete they wouldn't have been able to put, they wouldn't have <laughs> you know where i'm going with that he's as good of a he's as good of a protector as Fabrizio. <laughs> yeah as, f- as for everybody else, leave it all to me. You recover your strength and be tranquil. So then uh, Michael was remembering everything now. He knew his wife was dead, that Kahlo was dead. So mm. that's where they, Puzo writes that. Uh, Philomena wasn't hurt. We learned that. Michael's, oh, great. The thousand-year-old lady who survived. I know. The baby dies. <laughs> Apollonia dies. Kahlo dies. She's blessed. Yeah. Touched by God. For killing the offspring of Luca Brazzi. She was was blessed with eternal life. It's the devil's deal she made. (laughs) Uh, Michael said, Fabrizio, let your shepherds know that the one who gives me Fabrizio will own the finest pastures in Sicily. Mm. So he puts a price on his head. Uh, would Would that be worth it for you, Alex? The finest pastures in Sicily to go find Fabrizio, hunt him down? It seems a bit um, vague. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i would want like you know like i would want something more concrete what like, do you mean? well first of all cash money is always the best thing to get okay because like for <laughs> you don't know if it's like oh we're, we're, thank you for helping me i got you uh this pasture this eight eight meter by three meter pasture and you owe ten twenty thousand <laughs> yeah. sicilian taxes on it you know what i mean like it, that's or well, here thank you for bringing me fabrizio here is a deed to the palermo city bridge you now own it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so well, i guess if you have some land it. you want to get rid of and you're like eh. Yeah, that's right. You can write it off. Yeah, it's something, right? <laughs> are ransoms, are rewards and ransoms uh, tax deductible? Oh, good question. <laughs> we'll ask, we ask, we'll answer. answer. <laughs> uh, and then, let's see. Doc, so, Puzo writes, Puzo writes, Dr. Taza sat on the bed and said almost absently, you know, you're a widower. That's rare in Sicily. <laughs> As if the distinction might comfort Michael. <laughs> it's a funny joke. <laughs> I like this Dr. Taza. Yeah, I'm warming up to him. Yeah. <laughs> Michael motioned to Don Tomasino to lean closer. The Don sat on the bed and bent his head. Tell my father to get me home, Michael said. Tell my father I wish to be his son. Ooh. <gasps> Is that the ambulance going? 
So a little timeline ending to this chapter. Puzo writes, but it was to be another month before Michael recovered from his injury. So a week he's been passed out and another month recovered. Wow. And another two months after that before all the necessary papers and arrangements were ready. Then he was flown from Palermo to Rome and from Rome to New York. In all that time, no trace had been found of Fabrizio. Oh. And they even, to help find him, they even talked to Barzini. Whoa. So that's the end of the... the uh, so he's the in Sicily for several more months. Yeah. Wow. And remember, he was there for up to, up to a year, even before all this took place. Yeah. So I think his Sicilian's pretty good. But he's still draining his sinuses. Do you think he... That's why they... Just goes to show how strong McCluskey is. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, man. Yeah, so long. Um, (laughs) Do you... What do you think he did during that time? Did he just hide out? Did he go on another walking trip? Did he look for another... Did he get thunderstruck more? Oh, yeah, he was thunderstruck about 15 or 16 times. (laughs) Oh, wow, that's a lot. I thought he was just another fish in a barrel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he doesn't seem. That's why he moves right on to K when he gets back. Oh, I guess I'll go back to K. What to K? I'll go back to Consolation K. <laughs> so, so moving on to the meaning of the five families. The meaning of the five mm-hmm. families. I've got some more stuff from the book, but why don't maybe? Do you have some stuff? Sure. Um, well, the exterior of the building you see there um, is the Federal Reserve Building in Manhattan, ah. which is still standing. You can still you can go see it if you mm. if you want and to imagine a meeting going on there. But uh, the interior was filmed somewhere else. It was filmed um, in the boardroom of the um, Penn Central Railroad, which was also in Manhattan at the oh. time. So if you look in the background, you'll see there's murals of trains behind them on the oh. walls. And it's because they're in the, the boardroom of the of a train uh, company. Mm, wow. So uh, In the book, Puzo writes that there are murals of famous trains. men from finance, including Alexander Hamilton. Oh, because they know the kids love him these mm-hmm. days. He's so yeah. popular. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh, Puzo was ahead of his time, pointing out uh, one of the more popular founding fathers. <laughs> well, there's a lot of money in Hamilton. Maybe not now, but yeah. maybe 10 years from now. Totally. <laughs> oh, we got to do our Godfather musical. Yeah, we've already got tons of bits and numbers. Um, Would that really be so hard to do? No. We can definitely write it. Or we've written oh, yeah, totally. almost yeah. a third to a half of it already. Yeah. But to actually do and carry out and have performed, yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah, more I guess the, that's a lot, right? The like, well, I guess for the start, we would if we were to do like a performance, we would mm-hmm. have to, I guess, coerce a bunch of people mm-hmm. to to do a reading or whatever mm-hmm. with us, and <laughs> yeah. you think we want to get actors <laughs> or whatever. But uh, if you really want to, it's a, we could. I bet within six within. A month we could put one on. <laughs> yeah. A low budget. If anything, version. we could do a local Portland, you know, yeah. just a local Portland yeah. kind of indie thing yeah. with real cheap sets. Oh, absolutely. We could do Corleone. <laughs> We're talking down with Don Corleone. There's a um, a Star Wars play. I think it's called mm. One Man Star Wars, and he reenacts all of Star Wars. Just oh, one wow. person on stage tells mm. the entire story of Star Wars. Oh, that's so. definitely that's low budget. Yeah. So one but, guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying if you if you if that's mm. your anyway, we'll talk about yeah. it. this. Is more bonus content. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so speaking of bonus content, I yeah. finished. I was reading a Marlon Brando biography. Oh, cool! And the bonus content for this week, I was going to say, I I have ten factoids I learned reading the Marlon Brando biography. So, oh, awesome! That's exciting. So, I don't uh, know much about him. Yeah. So if that sounds interesting to you, go to um, GodfatherMinute.com/support, and you can for about a buck a show, you can get uh, longer episodes than usual. Um, did your um dubbing alert go off? In this minute where oh. they show the exterior of the building and you hear Don Corleone going, I want to gather all the five fellas. No, it didn't. Do you want to initiate an overdub alert? Yeah, I, I, to me, it definitely sounded. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Overdub alert. Wow, awesome. I, I, hey, I'll... I'll initiate that alert anytime there's even a chance dude. i love that that sound effect <laughs> well to awesome. me it just it almost sounded like it wasn't even marlon brando doing it like it was I someone else know. someone else mm. doing a a uh or, or he was doing it at a later time and not mm. fully you know in it just sounds weird to mm. me the uh the uh the, the overdub line interesting so, uh, i didn't i'll go back and watch yeah, that keep an ear out for that i'm a big fan of the overdubs yeah <laughs> 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 oh, oh, this used to be a train station. It's supposed to be a bank. <laughs> what kind of security we got around here? Well, that's all the uh, notes I have for this minute. Well, I got tons from the book. All right, I will tons. slow down, take a little nap over here while you. <laughs> it's you, fascinating stuff too, because mm-hmm. there's not really much revealed in the movie about this. No, other than the names of the guys and the fact that one guy came as far away as Kansas City. Yeah. So in future minutes, we're going to talk a lot more about the people at the meeting uh-huh this is really just the setup cuneo was that cuneo that's right um so when don corleone was planning this meeting all the other heads of the family were suspicious of course of course because they're at war don't forget yeah uh so uh in order to to calm them he called on the services of the bochiccio family the ones who uh the uh like negotiators negotiators yeah (laughs) so uh we talked a little bit about this at the time Mm -hmm. when salazzo was shot uh it's it's fascinating to me uh let me read a little bit about it puzza writes the bochiccio family was unique in that once a particularly ferocious branch of the mafia in sicily it had become an instrument of peace in america Oh. Once a group of men who earn their living by a savage determination, they now earn their living in what perhaps could be called a saintly fashion. Wow. The Bochiccio's one asset was a closely knit structure of blood relationships, a family loyalty severe even for a society where family loyalty came before loyalty to a wife. Wow. Don't forget that, Alex. You and I are blood. Hmm. Right? So let me read to you how it works, because it's, it's fascinating. It's not rocket science, but it's fascinating. Puzzo writes, When warring families wanted to make peace and arrange a parley, the Bochiccio clan was contacted. The head of the clan would handle the initial negotiations and arrange for the necessary hostages. For instance, when Michael had gone to meet Solazzo, a Bochiccio had been left with the Corleone family as surety for Michael's safety, the service paid for by Solazzo. Yeah, I so I that. assume Don Corleone is paying for this service now because right. he's the one that's guaranteeing the safety. Yeah, if Michael were killed by Salazzo, then the Bochiccio male hostage held by the Corleone family would be killed by the Corleones. In this case, the Bochiccios would take their vengeance on Salazzo as the cause of their clansmen's death. 
That's that's oh that's if um so if we're, yeah, we're back to Salazzo's yes if Salazzo killed Michael, kind of defying the, the agreement. Oh yeah, because he's the one who broke the contract. Yeah, then so. then the Corleones had permission to kill the Bochaccio the, the Bochiccio <laughs> hostage. Yeah, which which then initiated the Bochiccios taking it's vengeance their, on, it's on, on Salazzo's Salazzo. hands. Yes, because they, they triggered the whole yeah. the death of the wow. Bochiccio. Can't they just say, can't they just, um, <laughs> couldn't they just say, okay, um, Salazzo killed Michael and okay, Bachachios, now you can go kill Salazzo, but why does the, why does the negotiator have to get killed? I the, think because cause some blood has because, to be spilled? Yeah, because that's what makes it so serious and that's what triggers their instinct to avenge their so if Clansman. it wasn't that, they'd be like, eh, I'll do it next like, week. Eh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, well, they weren't offering us that much money anyway. Yeah, I see. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. In this case, blah, blah, blah. Since the Bochichios were so primitive, they never let anything, any kind of punishment stand in their way of vengeance. They would give up their own lives and there was no protection against them if they were betrayed. A Bochichio hostage was guilt-edged insurance. Nice. And so Don Corleone got a bochicio so that all the families would come in peace. There could be no question of treachery. The meeting would be safe as a wedding. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So Puzza writes a little bit about the setting of the scene. Hostages given. The meeting took place in the director's conference room of a small commercial bank whose president was indebted to Don Corleone and indeed some of whose stock belonged to Don Corleone, though it was in the president's name. The president always treasured that moment when he had offered to give Don Corleone a written document proving his ownership of the shares to preclude any treachery. Don Corleone had been horrified. <laughs> Why do you think, Alex? Because uh, there was a mouse. <laughs> Buta writes, quote, I would trust you with my whole fortune, he told the president. I would trust you with my life and the welfare of my children. It is inconceivable to me that you would ever trick me or otherwise betray me. My whole world, all my faith and my judgment of human character would collapse. Whoa. It's like he's talking to, to <laughs> Bonacera again. Here. <laughs> of course I have my own written record so that if something should happen to me, my heirs would know that you hold something in trust for them. But I know that even if I were not here in this world to guard the interests of my children, you would be faithful to their needs. Hmm. A little peek behind yes. the yeah. Don Corleone curtain, right? Yeah. Always keeping records. Yeah. And it, but not insisting on them. But does it does it say uh, does the guy say he was he it was a what did they how did that start? It was a breakthrough moment or he was touched by it or what was the how did it Oh, Don Corleone was horrified. No, no, but but how did this whole thing come about with the bank? They had it at the meeting of the small bank whose president mm-hmm. was indebted. Now, what does it say? Uh, well, the next part talks about uh, the, why they have the meeting at this place. Right. But, but yeah. So the this was before all this. So, the, so Don Corleone got stock in the company. Yeah. And then the president of the bank was giving him a written record of it no i understand that but how does it describe i thought it described something about like he 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 oh yeah because the yeah the 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 commercial bank whose president was indebted to don corleone yeah keep going (laughs) and indeed some of whose stock belonged to don corleone though it was in the president's name yeah 
The president always treasured that moment when oh. he had offered to give Don Corleone a written document. There you go. So he always treasured that moment. So so he he offered it to him, and then oh. Don was like, "No, no way, man!" And then yeah. the guy was like, "Oh wow, he really trusts me." And, yeah. You know, so it's nice. Yeah. Although he said he admitted he had a written record of it, which kind of takes away a little bit of the gesture that he trusted. Like I trust you, but I do have a written record in case my, so my heirs will know. <laughs> But I do trust you. Well, he trusts him, but his heirs don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he blames it all. Oh, it's my conciliary. He doesn't trust anyone. He makes me have a written record. Never get a German-Irish conciliary. That's my advice to you. Well, if, if it were me, I, I wouldn't take the written record, but it's my conciliary. <laughs> no problem with me, you understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the president, Puzza writes, the president of the bank, though not Sicilian, was a man of tender sensibilities. Aww. He understood the Don perfectly. Now, the Godfather's request was the president's command, and so on a Saturday afternoon, the executive suite of the bank, the conference room, with its deep leather chairs, its absolute privacy, was made available to the families. Nice. And so I think it's very telling that it's this is happening at a bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a bunch of mobsters in a bank in you know probably midtown Manhattan somewhere. Right. It's it's uh it's like a political cartoon come to life. Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later, Alex. <laughs> Security at the bank was taken over by a small army of hand-picked men wearing bank guard uniforms. I'm guessing they maybe Don Corleone provided security. Or the or the, the Bodicellis provided. Or oh, the Bochiccio? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't say. Uh, besides the five families of New York, there were representatives from 10 other families across the country, with the exception of Chicago, mm. that black sheep of their world. They had given up trying to civilize Chicago, <laughs> and they saw no point in including those mad dogs in this important conference. That's funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> uh, another part that Puzza writes about, a bar had been set up and a small buffet. So they don't say who the names of all the... Uh... Uh, th- the whole rest of the chapter gets into that, oh, which we'll okay. talk about later yeah. uh, in future yeah. minutes when he goes over the roster yeah. when he's welcoming people. I was wondering if the uh, the uh, who this who's the family on the coast, the, the, Mal- the Molinari, the Molinari yeah. family on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they were there. And the the um, I think they were right. Do you think Hyman Roth is there? Yeah, doesn't he pick up the telephone and pass it to Barzini? No, it's, oh, no, that's, that's Godfather the, 2. Yeah, that's Godfather <laughs> two. I'm just kidding. I knew that. I, I knew that. I swear. I knew that. <laughs> I think he used the gold telephone to talk to Barzini. Oh, wait. Do we cheer? Well, I, do we cheer uh, for that one? <laughs> Grammatically, it was a little off. <laughs> Butzo writes, a bar had been set up and a small buffet. Hmm. Pretty nice. Each, I bet the, the veal at, at that buffet was pretty good. <laughs> The best buffet veal in the city. Well, I was going to say, I, was, I don't think it's the best in the city. I don't think it's the uh, juiciest in the quadrant or whatever oh, the other uh, categorization is. The, the veal, buff, uh, veal at a buffet sounds absolutely terrible. Uh, Maybe good enough for McCluskey's standards. but Each representative to the conference had been allowed one aide. Alex, who would you have brought? Uh, if I'm me? Or if, if I'm, you're, if I'm, who am I? If you, you, Alex Robinson, and you are one of the heads, and you are the head of the Robinson crime family. I guess the I would Polish bring, mafia. I would half Polish. I would bring my my consigliere. I guess. But who? Who? Oh, I don't know. That's a whole different matter. Just pick. That's what I'm asking. Come All on. All right, it's you. 
I do not accept the job. What? Because I'm, I'm. Well, I don't deserve the disrespect. Because <laughs> I'm sunny. I'm next up, next in line. <laughs> you want a war on your hands? I'll give you a war. I can get you a war. Most of the dons had brought their conciliaries. Yeah, it aides. seems like the natural. Uh-huh. So there were comparatively few young men in the room. Tom Hagen was one of those young men and the only one who was not Sicilian. Mm. He was an object of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> A freak. <laughs> wow. Does that have different a different meaning in 1960s lingo? I don't think so. I mean, I think it a just freak. means. I mean, I guess in the '60s it meant like so. It was you know like a hippie was like called a freak. But I think I think in this sense they mean in the side Joe sense <laughs> of the word. <laughs> Hagen puts a right wrote. Hagen knew his manners. He did not speak. He did not smile. He waited on his boss, Don Corleone, with all the respect of a favorite earl waiting on his king, bringing him a cold drink, lighting his cigar. Positioning his ashtray with respect, but no obsequiousness. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? It's good. You have to be, because uh, you have to be, you can't be seen as too ass kissing. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you know, seen as strong in your own way. Too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't be uh, groveling. Do you think Hagen knew that was part of the job when he was recruited? Was he? Yeah. He knew that he was, he was going to be pretty much a manservant at these meetings. Well, I mean, I'm sure to him it was it, the best job he was going to get. I mean, like the Don's <laughs> one who put him through law school, you know, yeah. when he was like a you know a street thug. What would yeah. he have done if he, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Still a good gig, right? He's, he's at the buffet just stuffing his face. <laughs> <laughs> like shrimp in his pockets. <laughs> oh, no, no, next time, get some German Irish sausages. <laughs> get some potatoes. <laughs> Where are the brats? <laughs> Bring on the brats, Barzini. <laughs> uh, Puzo wrote. <laughs> Hagen was the only I'm one. calling people Barzini is like, hey, how's it going, Barzini? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, do you remember a few months ago, was it Andrew Cuomo's son, who is the, the governor of New York's son, who is in the news because someone publicly had called him Fredo. Yeah. And he... He made a big scene, right? Because he was so insulted by yeah. that. <laughs> so is it is it more insulting to be called Fredo or Barzini? Well, Fredo's definitely yeah, the more Fredo, insulting yeah. one, but Barzini's mm-hmm. almost more of like a curiosity. Like, why? <laughs> what about me? Is like Barzini? <laughs> I guess if someone's devious, yeah, I guess pulling so. strings behind the scenes, mm. double crossing, mm, right? talking. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Barzini. <laughs> we got to start start doing that. Hagen was the only one in that room who knew the identity of the portraits hanging on the dark paneled walls. They were mostly portraits of fabulous financial figures. Fabulous financial figures. <laughs> the triple Fs done in rich oils. One was of Secretary of the Treasury Hamilton. Hagen could not help thinking that Hamilton might have approved of this peace meeting being held in a banking institution. Mm. Nothing was more calming, more conducive to pure reason than the atmosphere of money. (laughs) (laughs) Money. (laughs) 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 I was going like. (laughs) 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 Which which, which song? I was going to do the. uh, I was I was doing a uh, a knockoff of the. You know, the classic guitar riff. Money. 
Like, like, uh, but which? Song? I don't want to use it because then we're gonna have to. We're gonna well, have to which, which song? Have to go to the bank in the morning and, <laughs> and pay for it. <laughs> but which song? Who, who's the guy? Um, a white blues guy. I can't want to say his name because we don't want to pay him, Alex. I'm, but I was. That's not the money I was referring to. Oh, which one were you? I was doing Pink to? Floyd's money. Oh, which, well, which one? Are you oh, doing? that's the one that goes boom. Anyway, to end it, Puzo writes, uh, Don Corleone had been the first to arrive. One of his many virtues was punctuality. I have to assume you get there first if you're hosting it. He had to make sure the buffet was okay. And Oh, you think he was personally checking? Uh, make sure the Bazzini likes, likes gin. Yeah. Make sure you got the gin. Uh, yeah, uh, got sangria. That's Italian thing. Yeah. You don't think Tom, you would do Tom, all that? Bring, get, get some brats. Get some brats. We know the Molinari. <laughs> more, more wine. <laughs> you don't think he would be? You don't think he, he would? Would he leave that to Tom? I would think so. Yeah, I don't think the Don. I don't think the Don himself is gonna make all those arrangements. Just, oh, maybe Tessie. Tessie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying there. Tessie, will bring more brats. <laughs> no, that screws up all my arrangements. It's perfect. <laughs> we'll serve little canapes. <laughs> Tom, for you, we'll tape some brats underneath the pan. It's perfect. They'll never see it. <laughs> There's no way from Brooklyn I could cook my brats. <laughs> so that's all I got for this minute, Alex. Like yeah. I said, in future minutes, Puto writes a ton. He writes a whole chapter just on this meeting. Sorry, sorry. I may even recruit you to help. Well, to read this chapter, so oh, together we, awesome. can, we can team it because there's I'll so much in I'll it. I'll do it. Yeah. So the next, co- next couple of weeks, everyone get ready. Yeah, cool. So uh, we got to rate this this uh, mm-hmm. sucker. We got to rate this sucker. Uh, it's, it's a pivotal moment. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got mine. All right, I'm locked in. I'm locked in too. One, two, three, four, five, five. Whoa! Whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> now, why did you go the full five? It was because of all those fabulous financiers of fabulous, fabulous. financial figures. <laughs> yeah, is that what was the I, final? Well, five? partly because we've been talking about this minute for a long time. Long really, in the bonus time. content more so. Yeah, that's look, why. That's why I gave it uh, a only dimension. four. No, no, I would. I did give it an additional boost. Yeah, because it's a it, cool scene too. I mean, it's a classic yeah, scene. People know the scene. Yeah, Don Corleone's in it. You, you hear him, or you hear someone who sounds like him. <laughs> so you're saying you, you reduce, you deduct a point because it was an overdub. <laughs> it was. It was. It was not Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's all. <clears throat> uh, yes, thank you for coming. To, uh, uh, the five families. Step out of the five families. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I guess that'll wrap up minute one, two, seven. We're mm-hmm. going to be recording some bonus content. More Brando facts coming mm-hmm. your way. Yeah. Um, so uh, until then, you could go to, um, if you're on Facebook, uh, why not go to Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub? We talk about all sorts of silly, goofy Godfather stuff there. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, until next time. Until next time. No. no!